Welcome to episode two, season three of the Fantasy Football Hangover podcast. This is our brand new mini episode that we're going to do every other week where we look at the top scorers from each game week in our All-Star League and our regular league. Let's look at those teams, let's dissect them, let's find out if we want to apply any of it to our teams and let's do what we all need, get some much needed help from a child. Let's go! Okay, welcome to episode two of season three of the Fantasy Football Hangover. We are back and we are mini. We are new and we are mini. We'll explain a bit more in a moment once we welcome back Will. Hello, Will. Hey, Rob. How are you? I'm good. You're back from your holiday. You all right? Oh, yeah. Glorious. Glorious British holiday. Fantastic. man. And uh, Rich is here in a house of chaos. How are you, Rich? Yeah, I'm very well. I'm, I'm good. I'm on daddy daycare duties. So there are five children and I think only two of them are mine. Uh, so yeah, five, five children, one adult. We are the rule of six. So apologies if there are some unplanned TCT involvements. They're kind of running between the front garden and the back garden at the minute. So It's a perfect yeah. setting for recording a podcast. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. One adult, five children. When we're together, we normally have children running around the room, yeah. serving, serving us our beers and stuff. So <laughs> Yeah, they haven't got the canapes together yet, which is disappointing. Russell and Mark, come on. Yeah, come on, guys. I need Drop. volivons! So, uh, once you get, before you get your volivons, we should explain. So, we're changing it up a bit. Every other week, we're going to do this mini-episode where we look at our All-Star League, which features some very exciting new celebrity guests from the world of football, music and entertainment. And we're also going to be looking at our public league and seeing, looking at the top team from each week. So it doesn't matter where you are in the league. If you're the highest scorer of that game week, we're going to have a look at your team, dissect it a little bit and offer a few tips for listeners of who they might want to transfer in or copy or borrow or ignore. So shall we get started with that, gents? And yeah. perhaps we should talk about our All-Star League, actually, because we've got some new names this season, haven't we? Yeah, so the All-Star League started last season and was won by Jack and Barney Whitehall, the brothers, uh, with Kelly Summers, the BBC Sports Pundit, coming a close second. But this year, we have a chess grandmaster, two Crystal Palace ladies, Chelsea Grimes, the Fulham player and musician, Matt Osman, brother of Richard, member of Suede, Alex Brooker from The Last Leg, Vudge from Poet and Vudge, comedian Lloyd Griffith, Jack and Barney Whitehall back again, Radio 1's Chris Stark, and loads, loads more. There are 30 in total. It's a fine showing, and you can join them just like Mick from FPL Take the Hit. So Take the Hit won our Listener League last season and therefore got promoted into our All-Star League this season. So if you want to be just like Mick from FPL Save It Hit. Chance then. to rub elbows with a few um, celebs and, and footballers as well. We've got quite a few female footballers in, in as well this season, haven't we? Which is good. Yeah, a couple Balancing of Palace it. ladies. Yeah, and then there's... Um, so we've got a few sports pundits. So yeah, Kelly Summers is back. Emma Saunders from BBC Sports. And Olivia Belzago, who you'll know from the FPL uh, network from the channels. So um, A lot yeah, of wisdom. A lot of better wisdom than us, that's for sure. And then, well, in keeping with last season, so the game week one highest scorer was our friend from FPL Take the Hit, Mick, wasn't it? So 
he had a pretty big week with 92 points. Um, so if you guys had a chance to look at his team, he had two goal-scoring defenders, which is a dreamy start. Yeah, we were talking earlier in the week before the final scores were in, and I think we were convinced that Vudge from uh, Poet and Vudge were gonna uh, was gonna walk it. But uh, then, um, yeah, Mick had Sace and James Reese James. Yeah. Yeah. That's isn't it? On the you know, like most of the gameplay actions happened, and then yeah, on the Monday night, and then Wolves were they on Monday as well? Was it? Yeah, some, yeah, yeah, they were. yeah. Monday games, you suddenly getting you know best part of thirty point return from two defenders. That is That's both both goal scoring, both goals. getting all the bonus points, fifteen and fourteen points respectively, and he'd already had the armband on Salah as well. So we spoke to FPL Take the Hit to find out how. They were feeling after this game week one and having a fantastic start. Hello, it's uh, Joff from FPL Take the Hit. And uh, I believe that my brother Michael has got 92 points this week. I got 77. So um, I'll just have to talk on behalf of him, I guess, because um, he won't be able to get back to everybody. But uh, yeah, so he had a great start. I mean, um, I don't think this is his best start. There's no doubt about that. I think, I'm pretty sure we've got 100 point weeks in the past. We've been playing this game for a long time, but um, he got an amazing start with 92. He had Reese James and Size at the end there, which he was pretty happy about. Well, Reese James, well, he looks like like a great option but um and with myself as well um i had a decent start as well can't complain 77 we both had sala captain and um just want to say obviously a bit of a bit of words of wisdom here is uh, it's game week one you know if you didn't have sala uh if you didn't you know captain sala or whatever you were kind of thinking about it don't worry about it it's game week one there's plenty of time we learn from our mistakes we uh we move forward but um yeah plenty of time left in the uh in fpl don't you worry about that so yeah keep the chin up and you know i probably would suggest taking a hit this week because uh it's very rare that we have a blank game week if i don't think it's ever happened a blank game week in game week one so if we take a hit this week i would suggest maybe do it i've actually already taken a hit just in case bruno fernandez goes up tomorrow morning in australia time so um i hope this helps and uh all the best with uh, for everyone in game week two See you guys. There you go. Brother of Mick, Michael, Joff. It's not confusing. So yeah. There, yeah. Lots I of mean, brothers. We'll get into that more later of looking at what, what to do for next week. But um, there, there he is, the, the champion of our All-Star League for game week one. Yeah, um, wise words indeed. Get in touch on FF Hangover on Twitter. And on Fantasy Football Hangover on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Yes, and uh, let's have a little look at our public league as well, which was closely followed with 90 points um, from, where are we? Josef Krostanov was Josef the, Krostanov was the was man uh, from Germany. And also yeah. uh, followed by um, Stamford Bridge. It's an interesting team name. Oh, yes, they both got 90 points. Yeah, yeah 90 points for them. Points with, uh, from Keshab Rajal. Um, yeah, and they they had the armband on Salah. Um, Gabriel, Arsenal defender. Did you see that one coming, Rich? Not not for a second. I didn't even think he'd play. I thought um, Saliba would come in as as the kind of first choice centre-back because he hadn't played for hasn't played since March, I think, for, for yeah. Gabriel. But it was a 
dominant performance. Super impressed with him. Um, just, yeah, looks, he's huge as well. When he was shaking Arteta's hand at the end. Just yeah. Just of a man. And yeah, really composed performance. He was, the, he was very much the star man, wasn't he? He was. He was indeed. And both of those two had Vardy up front as well. who had a big week with 13 points. And I have to say... Um, that uh, Keshab um, is also on 90 points. He's got an amazing bench. He's got Rashford and Wan-Bissaka on the bench. Of course, Man United didn't play last week, but are playing this week for game week two. So they both look in pretty good shape. Yeah, and needless to say, they both had Salah as captain, which um, is definitely the thing Salah, to have I done. I love that kind of Aussie uh, twang and, and Mo Salah. 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 A good ring to it, hasn't it? Do you um, guys know anyone who triple captain Salah? I haven't come across anyone yet, but that's ultimate smug game week one, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, what a start. What I know someone that did put it on Aubameyang, because I think that was the majority rule, wasn't it, of going for Aubameyang, but mm. um, didn't quite live up to that. Um, so there are our leagues. Feel free to get involved. Our code uh, to join the public league is on our socials, and we will read it out via a very kind lady uh, later on in the podcast. Join the Fantasy Football Hangover FPL League. Using the code Q4LH9M. That's Q4LH9M. Yummy, yummy football. So first up, I've got Dominic Calvert-Lewin, uh, 7 million, scored a thumping header. Uh, he's got James, Digne, Decore, Gomez and Richarlison behind him. Under 10% ownership, West Brom Palace, Brighton. Second, Jamie Vardy, back with the bang, two goals. Expect him to run, Madison's fit. Go, Rob. Okay, I've got my ex-boyfriend, Raul Jimenez at Wolves. Uh, 8.5 million, 19% owned. He scored game week one. He's got City next, but then he's got West Ham, Fulham, Leeds, Newcastle Palace. And then Phil Foden's my punt at Man City. Don't know if he's going to play yet, but 6.5 million, 4.2% owned. Wolves, Leicester, Leeds, Arsenal and West Ham next. Go, Will. What's that? A cheap midfield option? Okay, sure. It's Daniel Podence. An assist against Sheffield United. A 5.5 million price tag. A great set of fixtures for Wolves after the City match. Done. Deal. And James Rodriguez, 7.5 million. The beautiful Colombian looked fantastic in the Spurs match with some silky passing and some very creative attacking play. Some peachy fixtures coming up too, one to watch. Just over, but... It's fine. Yeah, cheap midfield option. I, I've gone for a Wolves player against City, which I know is a bit crazy, but Wolves beat City twice last season. I was just going to say that. They did well against the big teams. They look really good. Um, and yeah, Podence is just a nice cheap midfield option, which I don't think there are many of. So I just kind of, it was a bit blown away by. Yeah, by that, that 5.5 bracket is um, some maxim, isn't it? Or or maybe Saka if he gets some game time. But Podence, he looked good, I thought. I was yeah. surprised, I surprised he started ahead of Hjota, who I was keeping an eye on, but he didn't even come to the bench. I think yeah. it's a good shout, Will. And I love James. He's very handsome. I know. It was, it was nice Everton. to see him. Yeah. yeah, he had he created a load of seven chances, didn't he? Mm. Which is some stat about that that's the highest score for a game week one new signing or something. Yeah, and he linked up really uh, seamlessly with Richarlison, so it feels like they could form 
like quite potent. So that's what prompted me to go for Dominic Calvert-Lewin, uh, who's, yeah, there's not much in that 7 million bracket, so I think he's yeah. definitely a good option. Have you, have you got him in Esbridge? Have you had him at... Yes. You start with him, good man. Yeah, I've actually just shipped things out for my own tip, Calvert-Lewin. Have you? To free up some dollar. Yeah. Um, I think we all just... I really forgot about Wolves. I don't really know what happened. I just kind of didn't even consider any Wolves options. I know a lot of people had uh, vinag vinagre, whatever you call it. Yeah, I've got vinegar and Traore. Vinegar's not playing, which is good. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like lots of people overlooked. Maybe because they were against Sheffield United. Um, but I've got to say, I wonder if Sheffield United might really struggle this season. I've got a horrible feeling they might just go straight down. Well, not straight down, but down. Yeah, I hear you, I hear you on that. Well, they don't seem to have strengthened. They strengthened the squad, but not the team, I think. Yeah. And people know them now. And, and you just look at it in the nicest possible way. There's very few who scream out as not being championship players. Yeah, that, it is maybe a one-hit wonder and they've been found out. Um, yeah, so we're, we're recording this on, on Wednesday. Um, Gareth Bale yet to sign for Spurs. Obviously, um, if that happens, he could be probably, what would he be, 9, 10 million? Rob, will you sign him, do you reckon? I put, if he starts, yeah, I don't have any Spurs players. So if, he, if he's fit and he's playing, I mean, you've got to think he'd be on a lot of set pieces, wouldn't he? Yeah, and I just remember how good he was in FPL many years ago, you know, five, six seasons ago. He was just... Ridiculous. I hope he does come back. It feels like, I know the Spurs aren't your favourite subject matter, Rich, but I think he'd be a great, you know, he's good to watch, isn't he? It's the sort of player they need. Aggressive, yeah, they're, they're crying out for him. That, that performance against Everton was so turgid. It was just pedestrian, uninventive, slow, unimaginative, frail. But it was awful. And, it, you know, one play, a player of Bale's quality could just turn that squad around in, in a minute. It just yeah. completely changed the way they approach games. So I hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> but I guess as that's pure theory at the moment, let's go more into real, real stuff. Uh, so are you, what are you thinking about City and United options? I don't have any in my squad at the moment. I'm, my plan is to roll my transfer. I'm just going to see who plays for both yeah. City and United and also work out who I'm going to get rid of from my team. Um, yeah. I know that's a bit risky with price drops and price rises and all of that, but I just kind of feel that I'd rather wait it out. And then also, as we said at the top of the show, Wolves beat City twice last season. And based on how solid they were at the weekend, I wouldn't bet against them in that match. And then Palace were decent too. So, you know, who knows what could happen against United? I think, yeah, I, I, I have Fernandez and I kept him on, on the bench. Um, as my, I mean, I, my consolation prize for an awful game week one, I think I got 41 points or something. So he's there. So I'm, I'm sticking with that. And same as you, just hanging on um, for this week and then looking at it again next week for a, a potential mini WC. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I'm not sure yet what I'm going to do. I've, I've freed up a bit of cash. I can ship out. I've got Harvey Barnes and he's got a good fixture up next, but I can look to switch him for a United asset, maybe Greenwood if he comes back in, or Rashford. Um, and then I was thinking KDB in for Salah or Aubameyang week three, but given how game week one's gone and now Aubameyang's just signed a new deal, I kind of want to keep them both. So I'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm slightly worried about Trent. Um, 
you know, 7.5 million. And I kind of, he would be one of my first options to go at the moment based on Liverpool's defence over recent weeks, you know, since, since lockdown, I think they've conceded more goals than they did in sort of 16 weeks before that or something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, they conceded pre-season against someone like Blackpool, didn't they? They conceded a couple of goals. Mm. I mean, if you did if you did get rid of him, where would you look defence-wise? Are there any teams you'd look at? I think I'd probably look at that Wolves, uh, at Burnley. I haven't got any Burnley defence yeah. in there at the moment, so I'd probably look there. But it, I'd probably look to get like a 4.5 or a 5.5 and then, you know, so free up a couple of mil. Uh, to to boost the midfield, I took a punt on Deli Ali. Um, stupid punt, Crazy. really stupid, and I regret that. Um, so I probably, you know, roll the transfers, get rid of Ali, maybe get rid of Trent, and then I can bring in a expensive United midfielder. Um, yeah, yeah, because Burnley are a game week, game week three. Yeah, they could be worth looking at. They've got Leicester this weekend, then they got Southampton, and then I think it's Newcastle. So. You know, if they start well, their defenders could be worth a look because they they don't cost too much, do they? And, and then they go to West Brom. So, yeah, if they're in form, that could that could be a good place to look for defenders. Yeah, definitely. And then that Leicester, that new Leicester, um, uh, Castagna looked pretty decent as well. Uh, Leicester defender. Yeah. Um, and who else was there? There's another Leicester player that looked all right as well, wasn't there? There's a left back, Justin. It's four point five million. Yeah. He's, um, yeah, Justin. Justin played quite a bit after lockdown, didn't he? Um, he did. Yeah, there's, I think they've got definitely... Pereira coming back from injury soon, though. Just a watchword. One of those fullbacks will be dropped. Yes, that is very true. Um, I thought, you know, did you, did you think any more about Leeds? I know we talked about them in our pre-season, but obviously, Klitsch and and Harrison both scored, and they're both in the five point five bracket. So, yeah. Harrison yeah. Harrison looks like a decent option, definitely. And Kilic is on penalties apparently, so that might sway a few people. But yeah, it's an interesting start for them, wasn't it? And then I see Bam- Bamford's price has risen already. That's crazy. I mean, he gifted a goal, wasn't he? <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's a full it, that, that just reeks of people who don't know anything about Leeds or football. Uh, they're just maybe. like, oh, he scored and he's really cheap. Um, yeah, big mistake, guys. It was a nightmare debut for Rodrigo, wasn't it? Yeah, it was terrible. It was awful, and that penalty, tough. But uh, I've got to say, I, I'm kicking myself because I started with him and then built and then got rid of him. William looked great as well, continuing yeah. where he left off, pretty much, wasn't he? So good. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad Arsenal accommodated him by selecting a Chelsea kit for us to play in. Yes, very nice. Nice <laughs> touch, making feel at home. And then, and then, Rob, you can probably tell us a bit more about Tyrick. Uh, Tyrick Mitchell uh, yes. at Palace. So, yeah, good. Like academy player. That's pretty solid. I mean, the only thing is he's in for Van Arnholt. I don't know if you remember. So I think he dislocated his shoulder in one mm. of the last games of the season. But Arnholt's back training now. So, I okay. mean, not a bad budget option for four million, but I don't know if you'll get more than sort of two or three game weeks out of him. Right, fair enough. He was on my bench, um, which was slightly frustrating because obviously he got a clean sheet. But um... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that coming. I mean, that was mainly thanks to Palace's keeper. who had a great game. But um, yeah, yeah, worth looking at for a couple of weeks. But I don't know if he'll still be playing sort of beyond game week four. Okay. Um, Another thing I noticed from game week one was the kind of, you know, the, the target, the whipping boys approach, looking at Fulham, West Brom and West Ham, who I can't remember which of you two predicted as the bottom three. Um, but after game week one, looks a really solid prediction. 
They yeah, look like it might have been well, yeah. Mm. I had Palace and Palace Villa and West Brom. I went for yeah, yeah Villa in there. But yeah, I think just looking at who they're playing and, and targeting the attack they're against is a fairly solid option as well. And speaking of Palace, did anyone see the penalty shootout last night? It was so no. good. No, it was epic, Bournemouth. wasn't it? I heard. It was, it was so the final score was 11 10 to Bournemouth. Every single outfield player's penalty was a peach. It was bottom corner, top corner. Even even Mamadou Sacco came out and you saw, oh, this is going in Rosette. And he smashed it into the top corner. Martin Kelly, like players you don't expect to finish well. And then Hennessy saved uh, Begovic's penalty. Oh. And then it was Hennessy next to win the game. And he drilled it like a goal kick. I, I think it pretty much went out of the ground. It just flew over the bar. It was just horrible. The adrenaline must have been like, I'm going to win it. I'm going to save and score. And then he just skied it. It was, oh, it was painful. Brutal. Um, I, I don't know I about you. It. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say, I love it when penalty shootouts go throughout oh, the whole thing. So yeah. good. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I definitely need a, a young child to help me pick my captain this week. Yeah, we lacked that last week, didn't we? We didn't have that. That's probably why my game week was so disastrous. Rich, I know you felt you managed to find one in your house. So Yeah, I did. I was rooting around earlier and, and there was <laughs> one actually behind the couch, which was, was very fortunate. So we should, we should hear what she's got to say. For my captain this week, yeah. Yeah. I choose? This week, Amelie. Amelie, how are you today? Good. And how old are you? Ten. And you're going to choose our captain tip for this week. So we've got two choices. The first one is Pierre-Omerick Aubameyang, who plays for Arsenal, and they are at home to West Ham United. And the second one is this chap here. His name is Bruno Fernandez. And he plays for Manchester United, uh, who take on Crystal Palace at home. So it's Aubameyang of Arsenal or Fernandez of Manchester United. Who would you like the look of? I like Aubameyang. You get an extra bonus three points if you can pronounce it correctly. Aubameyang. I like that. That's definitely good <laughs> enough for me. Um, and which team do you support? Arsenal. And why do you support Arsenal? Oh, excellent choice. Your daddy's a man of taste. Well, thank you very much, Emily, for joining us. And I'm sure he'll be a winner for you. Thank you. Thanks, Emily. Thanks, Emily. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Right, so that was Emily. Um, I'll put her back behind the couch now. Um, so she's gone for Aubameyang, which looks like a pretty, pretty solid choice, doesn't it, above Fernandez. She kind of has to. Did she say her dad forces her to support Arsenal? Is that, is that what she said? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the, in the tradition... I think pretty much every child below the age of probably about 12, I guess, with one obvious exception, our bath-dwelling TCT deliverer, Vincent, um, <laughs> tend to be forced to support whoever they support by their dad, don't they? But it sounds like Emily's under some pressure there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but fair play to her because she has cemented my, uh, my decision. She's given me no, the, back, the backup I needed. 
and I'm going to captain Aubameyang. Yeah. Uh, he signed the new deal, of course. Yeah. His finish was superb against Fulham as well. I love that goal. Yeah. yeah. I'll be captaining him as well. And so he's, always, I, he's got a really good record in London derbies, hasn't he? He has, yeah. I, I should know what it is, but it's excellent. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember from last season it was, it was good, but I can't remember what, what it is now. But. I always feel slightly reluctant, and I don't know what this is based on nothing other than just nonsense, to put the armband on the same player two weeks in a row. Does anyone else have that, or is it just, just me? Um, I know what you mean. I think it's just seeking the variety, isn't it? But I suspect had I sort of put the armband on Mo Salah week one last season and not changed it, I would have ended up with about a few hundred extra captain points than I did. So <laughs> I, had, you know, I heard, so I was listening to a podcast, I can't remember what it was, it might have been the official FPL, but someone was saying that, like actually one approach this season they're thinking of is just taking all the stress out of the captain decision just stick it on Mo Salah that's so boring it, it, yeah exactly it takes a little bit of the Fuck fun off. Thing, <laughs> but, but obviously what's the point of playing what's the point of playing take it so seriously if you're just going to do that oh that's so boring I'm just oh god yeah it won't get that on this podcast but I'm, we live, I'm livid at that <laughs> the reward of the reward of the punt captain and my I still go with my stupid theory of which I ruined last week, which is probably why I ruined my game week, of trying to leave the captain for one of the later fixtures in, in the weekend. So I have it to look forward to all weekend and not tarnish my Saturday lunchtime kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, Aubameyang captaincy is eight, eight o'clock kickoff on the Saturday. So oh, there you go. So it's, if, it's not the first match, but it's not the last. No, because I'm going to go to the pub and watch Palace Man United so I can have that for the journey home. Yeah, oh, that's perfect. Lovely. Oh, Lovely little go. treat. Yeah, Emily's done well. So it's a clean sweep from the, the fantasy football hangover pundits on Aubameyang then. Yeah. Well, so we, um, we'll be back next week. Please do get in touch if you've been mentioned in the podcast this week, if you are one of the top scorers, um, because we don't have everyone's details through their team name. So if you are a listener and you mention your team, give us a shout on any of our socials. And we'll be back next week with a full episode, gents. Indeed. Yeah, can't wait. Forward to it. Um, hope you've enjoyed the mini episode. Drop us any feedback and via the usual route uh, through our socials. And um, we will have a good game week too, hopefully. And we'll speak next week. Yeah, cheers, lads. Thanks for listening. Cheers, uh, cheers bye. Please um, rate and review my daddy's podcast so he doesn't get cross.